This week on The First Three, we've got a guest. It's a family affair as my sister Sam joins me for a chat about a couple of shows from the spring season. We let the wheel of fate turn and landed on My Home Hero, The Galaxy Next Door, and Kamikatsu. So, what did we think of these three shows? Stay tuned to find out. So this week's guest is my sister, Sam. Sam, how are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Not bad. Not bad. Um, I'm so glad that we're here having a chat about some a nice range of shows here. Um, a very strange range of shows. Very different from one another. We just kind of like plucked a couple of things. We're like, we want to see what everything's about about these things. And, and we got a real variety for you. So... Um, Man, so we've we've had anime in our lives for quite a while. Um, we, you know, grew up as kind of '90s kids, um, so it was like yeah. Sailor Moon was around, Dragon Ball Z, Hell those kind of yeah. things. Um, Hell yeah, Cardcaptors. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like Pokemon was really rampant, ramping up, and uh, there's Digimon, like the original, mm-hmm. not like the eighth season or whatever the hell it's on right now. Yep, yep. Um. And then we had those like the late night stuff that would eventually start to trickle in. I remember like Inuyasha being kind of one of the first ones. I was like, "Whoa, what's this?" Yo, that one was like at midnight or at one in the morning. So mm-hmm. I would always have to like set up the VHS to record it. And then I accidentally—I remember this—I accidentally recorded past Inuyasha, and then I recorded uh, Witch Hunter Robin, and I was like, "Oh, this is all right." And then one of the characters is named Michael Lee, and I was like, "Okay, I gotta watch this now." <laughs> that. I can't believe like they'd pick a show like Witch Hunter Robin to air. Um, wow, that's uh, that's actually kind of fits actually. You know, when anime had to be kind of like, I mean, Inuyasha was like kind of like a normal ish kind of show that you were you know more accustomed to seeing, and then like something like Witch Hunter Robin, like very edgy kind of anime. That anime had that vibe back then. Mm, yeah, it was edgy, but it had like the like star cast. It was like mm. uh, uh, Crispin Freeman. Uh, Dave Wittenberg mm. and Michelle Ruff. It was like, holy shit. Whoa. So many good people. Winners. <laughs> Winners. Um, very cool. And, uh, and then when like the internet started to take off, like things got so much easier. I remember we started watching Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, we would download fan subs and stuff. Yeah. And then buy, uh, those like knockoff DVDs where it's just like mm, the translation sort of makes sense. You have to use your imagination a bit, but they were a lot cheaper, so and that's all we could afford. <laughs> it was really crazy that, like, eBay back in the day, like, it was kind of like the Wild West, where, like, you could literally just find the most bootleg-ass DVDs um, just uh, up there, and uh, they were coming from, you know, usually like Southeast Asia and stuff, but, like, the price was unbeatable, and you're like, all right, let's, let's give it yeah, a shot. <laughs> I'll take a risk on this shit. I want really want to watch anime. Yeah, okay. I can't find it anywhere else. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, good times. And now, I mean, present day, it's just like it's so easy to watch anime and it's become so much part of the mainstream, which is really cool. Yeah. You said good times for those times when we had shitty DVDs and whatnot. I'm like, I don't think they were really good times, but they were times. (laughs) (laughs) They were times. They were times. They were times. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Would I go back to it? No, I would not. (laughs) I don't. Yeah, actually, you know, that was that was rough trying to get your anime fix that way. 
Yeah. No. No bueno. No bueno. Um. Alrighty. So let's kind of get into it here. We've watched three shows. Uh, we watched My Home Hero. We watched uh the Galaxy Next Door, and we watched Kamikatsu. Uh, so kind of a wide range of shows here, and yeah. um, I think we're gonna kick things off with uh, with my home hero, which we both kind of liked. Oh, I really liked it because I I was so gripped like throughout each of the episodes, and I'm like, what's gonna happen? Oh my god! Yeah, really well paced kind of uh, mystery uh, crime yakuza kind of thing going on here. Um. So I guess let's get into the first episode and just kind of like hash out what's going on here. Um, so it opens with this like mysterious truck crash on a on a highway, and uh, nothing else really gets explained from this because then we move right into th- the opening theme, and then uh, we meet uh, Toru Tetsuyo, who's our main guy, mm-hmm. and uh, he's meeting up with his daughter at uh, a family restaurant um and she's uh, all incognito she's doing the mask glasses and a hat thing so she doesn't stand it you think oh is she like a celebrity or something and uh, yeah that's the joke that they made i'm like is she um mm-hmm. and it looks like the dad is like some sort of like editor writer because he's like fumbling through things reading reviews on um like crime novels and he's getting really upset by the low reviews and i'm like oh poor guy <laughs> poor guy <laughs> poor guy yeah and um so it's his it's he's meeting up with his daughter and uh, she, uh when uh she finally uh removes all of the uh accessories that she's wearing she reveals some uh, some bruises it looks like so um dad's a little bit concerned about this obviously the thing Uh. the one thing that was interesting to me was like he kind of like undersold it i'm like if my kid showed up you know beat up i'd be like what happened and he's just kind of like oh hey you don't look so good yeah what's what what happened to you did you fall and stuff like no these are fucking punch bruises man your daughter's being big time bruises like yeah jesus (laughs) yeah so he he yeah it's very strange about it, um, and a little, little strange. Yeah, and like she, she's like, "What? What the heck? Like, I don't want you asking questions." And so she starts leaving, and he's like crawling on the floor, just like come back, and causing a huge scene. I'm like, "This guy is weird." That was a little too dramatic for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I was where like, is this cool going? It, buddy. Where is this going? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So then he he ends up following, uh, or at least not following. He goes he goes to his his daughter's apartment a little later on, um, and uh, there's some like punk kids hanging out out, out front. Uh, and uh, as they brush past, there's kind of like this, oh, these guys look like they're up to something. And one of them mentions uh, Reka's name, his daughter's name, and. Uh, and then he's he's immediately set off like oh no that's the guy that's the guy who's been doing something to my daughter yeah because ah. uh, like he's also bragging he's like yeah I just punched her six times and then ho 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 and then yeah they mention the name and it's like oh yeah there you go I guess like jerks do do stuff like that like brag to their friends about how they like beat someone up like, like I mean I don't God. know <laughs> like obviously I don't <laughs> I'm not friends with those people but like do they do that what yeah right <laughs> like god what a terrible thing to brag about exactly what a loser. yeah i just fucking kill women uh but, Whoa. yeah what about man 
But yeah, the dad like tries to follow them because he's like, holy shit, this is the boyfriend that's beating my daughter. Uh, And as he's following them, he gets confronted by some like seemingly like rando guy who then beats him up, throws him in the like back alleyway. He is like the main character guy, Tetsuo, is now like naked. And then the guy's like taking pictures of him with his driver's license out to blackmail him later. So it's very strange. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that guy, I, I didn't think it was going to go so extreme. I thought he was going to, like, give him a talking to or something. And yeah. it was like, no, he's he's going to full on beat him up and, and intimidate him. And, yeah. And, yeah, like, blackmail him with, that? like, photos of him being naked. It's like, oh. Yeah. Wow. This is okay. extreme. Well, that, right. like, kind of. This sets, is escalating. Yeah, it kind of sets the mood for, like, what's to come. Because I was also not expecting mm-hmm. a few things to happen. I'm like, holy shit. Uh, yeah, most deaf. Um, so so uh, dad goes into the apartment and uh, he's just kind of like, I, was he lo- looking around for just like any kind of signs that this guy's, you know, really a a bad guy, and he's like tr- like evidence maybe to you know like help get his daughter out of the situation or something. Like he's just kind of like looking around her apartment. Yeah, I think he's just like double checking. <laughs> hmm. He doesn't get very far because um, then the the boyfriend returns, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He comes back and, and and dad has to panic and and he 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 hides in a closet and uh, the uh, the uh, boyfriend starts talking like some more wild shit and um, he's talking about how he's he's got a bunch of girls kind of in the same situation, and he's, uh, you know, if, if any of them fall out of line or whatever, then, you know, he might kill them. So he's he's definitely escalating his threats. Yeah, um, he's definitely... And then, unfortunately, Dad kind of... Mm. He's uh, definitely establishing himself as, like, a piece of shit. Because, um, yeah, he mentions yeah. the the two other girls. It's like, yeah, I beat her so bad that she's, like, basically brain dead, and one, like... Had like organs rupture, and it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, like that's serious, man. Like, how do you, how do you get away with this kind of stuff? I guess you you know the all the intimidation tactics and stuff. Victims just don't want to come forward. But uh, yeah, so uh, so dad's hiding in the, in the closet there, and he, he's he's a little bit scared, and he, he's trying to call Reka or, or 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 do something to to get out of the situation, and he drops his phone, makes a noise punk guy finds out and uh, there's a couple more little distractions but then it leads to uh, the big encounter um where uh the boyfriend uh, swings open the cupboard door or the, the closet door and uh, and Tetsuo just leaps out and punches him in the nuts like i mean yeah. good on I him mean, that's that's the move you make exactly <laughs> that is the correct way to take down someone who is like a psychopath <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I mean, Tetsuo is kind of like this mild-mannered, you know, middle-aged dude. You know, he doesn't know anything about how to defend himself. So, I mean, yeah, just go for the nuts. <laughs> yeah, like, he, he like, as he was, like, in the closet talking, like, to, like he phoned Reika's phone, and then he was, like, intimidating him. He's just like, try and get me, try and take me down. And then, yeah, it does the nut punch, yeah. comes out of the closet and shit. And then it, like, hard cuts to, like, the mom just like randomly showing up at the apartment and like ent- Perfect entering in like, oh, I'm here. I'm here to like help with shit. Um, and all you see is uh, the boyfriend super dead, like bleeding out. 
uh, with a rice cooker like beside it and the dad's just like hey <laughs> yeah what's up <laughs> yeah oh my god and then we get the, and then, then do we get the, the the flashbacks Is that when the flashback happens where we get to see him you know smoke him with the rice cooker yes much? he yeah. explains the situation to to mom yeah right? and then yeah. he's just like beating the shit out of this guy with a rice cooker i i actually was like pausing it and i'm like is that a pressure cooker or is it a rice cooker i'm like i'll say rice cooker yeah but yeah i just i think it was the rice cooker yeah yeah i think so too i have one so i should know <laughs> you know good 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 bet you know he looked at the, yeah, what was available to him in the kitchen there and uh and a big heavy you know object to smash some guy's head in yeah all right yeah um and then yeah the mom is surprisingly chill about all of this happening um and mm -hmm. like she's just like reasoning with the dad just being like hey uh what if like we realize that this guy is probably like yakuza shit because he has like these ties and it's like they just dispose of people what if we did the same and handle things ourselves <laughs> and i'm like mm -hmm, what mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> again like the reaction is like like uh, what like you would think again that uh he'd be a little bit more freaked out by a, a dead body and apparently your 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 husband or kind of a estranged husband their relationship is strange Maybe we'll get into that a little bit yeah. later um uh but yeah i mean just okay all right i guess we've got to do this now <laughs> yep she is yeah mom is totally fine with too many things as we'll get into detail later as well um mm -hmm. but then just to you know complete everything the daughter comes home um and they're like distracting her making sure she doesn't go into the bathroom where they have shoved the body in the bathtub uh, and then they start talking about the boyfriend and being like oh he's he's kind of like a piece of shit and the mom straight up says this and i've written this down it's like people like that should die and it's just like whoa <laughs> <laughs> whoa mother <laughs> jeez so yeah uh daughter's not too hyped about that she's like uh, he's all I have and is kind of like missing him. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's very strange. Very strange situation. Very strange. And I think that's the end of yeah. episode one, I think. Oh, no. Uh, the, the I just put yeah. Minion um, because we didn't quite know his name yet. Um, part of the Yakuza, like the friend, um, he breaks into the house, lockpicks it when the mom and daughter leave. Um, and... He's like about to go into the bathroom where the body is and yes. and everything, and then it's episode two. Yes, yeah, really, really good uh, cliffhangers uh, between episodes in in mm -hmm. this series. I gotta say, definitely. Um, so yeah, episode one does end with that kind of note there, where it looks like Tetsuo might be hooped because that other Yakuza guy is gonna find out what's going on. So uh, yeah, nice ender there. And then so episode, I guess I don't know episode one. Uh, it kind of lays everything out pretty nicely. Um, we've, you know, we get to know Tetsuo, the main character, pretty well. Uh, mm -hmm. Wife steps in, and so you know, we we get a good idea of what the family is kind of like. Uh, the daughter don't really know too much about her. She's a college student. Uh, um, she knows how to but, play piano uh, and made a did a yeah. piano track for her dad. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's why she's so There's precious that. to him. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Pretty plot heavy, I guess. First episode oh, doesn't yeah. uh, uh, lots of lots of lots to get to, um, you know. So uh, and and a lot does happen in this episode. So 
um it keeps it busy it kept the, those like 22 minutes like just zooming along which was really nice yeah no it was so good and then immediately after i went into episode two yeah i jumped right into it as well definitely um and uh, w- what what is what does tetsuo do how does he get out of this one so yeah it's it kind of continues exactly from where it was where it's like the the other yakuza guy uh he's like starting to open he's like looking through shit he starts opening the door to the bathroom and tetsuo is designed as a cleaner and i'm like oh yeah he's designed because he has that blackmail image of him so he has to look different or else his the yakuza people will recognize him and he's like, oh, I'm I'm Suzuki. I am I'm just a cleaner, a house cleaner, um, which doesn't seem important now. But remember that name. Um, and he's just like, oh, sorry, I'm looking for my friend. Uh, he left his phone here. And then we're left with like this most tense moment ever as he's calling the phone. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to try and find it. <laughs> yeah, that was really intense. I, 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 I was certain that it was actually going to ring, and uh, like it, there'd be some fumbling and some awkward trying to cover for why the phone was there. But uh, uh, apparently, Tetsuo had taken the initiative to smash uh, the boyfriend's phone, so uh, the the call didn't go through. It just said he was uh, out of service area. So. The Yakuza buddy is kind of like, oh, well, I guess I'll uh, I'll just take off. He's uh, he's clearly his phone's not here. Ooh, so, that was tense. Uh, ooh, yeah, <laughs> that it was. I was just like, oh my god. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we do learn that the minion, the uh, Yakuza minions guy name is Kyoichi. Kyoichi. Okay, I, I forgot that. Yeah, I made sure to write it down because I'm like, there's a lot of characters, a lot of anime I'm going through. I'm like, I gotta write down names. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kyoichi is this the friend of the boyfriend who's dead and he's trying to figure shit out yeah yeah he's um, kind of the, the lead the lead uh yeah because the guy that we follow from this point on kind of um there's a bunch of other higher up guys and uh you know lackeys for for kyoichi as well so but he's kind of like the the main point of contact for the for the yakuza side of things um so then like Good old, uh, good old, good old wifey. Uh, she uh, she returns to the apartment uh, with a bunch of supplies for uh, for Tetsuo to uh, to work with, a suitcase and uh, some tin foil and this copper heating plate thing. And he's got this whole rig set up because he's going to <laughs> cook the dude's corpse in the bathtub. Yes, because you like, know when you cook wild when you cook stuff, it reduces the meat. Mm. Uh, so yeah. It takes the moisture out of it and, and shrinks it, and I'm like, ah, oh, cool. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, there was a random scene kind of mixed in here where the there was a scene of a a a cremated body, and uh, there's like a, a it's a young person picking out the bones, which is like a traditional thing that you do. Um, I'm think it's if it's uh, it, some it's Buddhism, I think, or I it's think maybe just so. a, a Japanese tradition, but uh, it's. Uh, just a part of the cremation process, and so we get this little weird scene of a of a young person picking out some bones, um, and it's probably a flashback to Tetsuo's childhood or something, but we get no info on that. Oh, uh, see, I thought it was the Yakuza boss's like mom who died, like the main oh. boss. That's what. Oh, that's, main boss. That's who I thought it was because it was like sort of we were like getting woven into kind of his story where it's like this weird like head of the organization and how messed up he is 
but yeah interesting that's what i thought it was hmm um cool and uh so tetsuo manages to boil down the the body a little bit and uh, uh fits it all into uh, the suitcase and uh then uh starts lugging it around town which man oh, that would yeah. be pretty stressful i would be like I just want to go home or, you know, fucking dump this somewhere. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, uh, and so uh, the mom and Reka had already returned home uh, to their the family's house because uh, they didn't feel like they, they tried to cover for for the whole uh, boyfriend situation by saying that your apartment isn't safe. There's some kind of like stalker or something or um and uh so they they're keeping her at home to keep her you know safe from any repercussions from the yakuza um and then tetsuo returns home as well and uh they're trying to have this like big old you know happy family uh facade thing going on and uh i noticed that uh the daughter was watching netflix um and she mm -hmm. just puts on psycho splatter <laughs> but oh, yeah i was I, like I huh, netflix <laughs> Netflix was pretty good, yeah. For all the like little fake ma made up uh, versions of real things that anime likes to do, I hadn't seen Netflix. Yeah, before, so I was like, was oh, that's funny. cool. Um, but yeah, the it, like normal family stuff happens, and then it's like the next day, the the dad Tetsuo and wife, who I don't remember her name, but I might have written it down later. Kasen, I think. Like it's it's or Kagen. Ooh, that's, it's that's not like a that. normal one. <laughs> It wasn't a very common name. I was I was I was surprised when 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 we finally yeah. learned the mom's okay. name. Okay. Well, mom, waifu. Um <laughs> just what mm -hmm. she's going to be. Waifu. Uh so yeah, the next day they're discussing what to do. So he's like, "Oh, I can just dry the bones out uh and I can dump uh he said 20 kilograms of flesh. Um he's like, "We'll have to d dissolve it somehow." Um and then we're kind of keyed into the mom being a little paranoid. And saying that there's the there's a black car outside the house, which Tetsuo said, "Oh yeah, I saw that when I came home with the suitcase full of you know dead boyfriend." Um, and he's like, "Okay, well I gotta go get some shit, so text me if they follow me." Uh, and he goes to Super Giga Home, which is like he gets a whole bunch of planting stuff. Um, and while he's there, the uh, Kyoichi's uh, little dudes go through his suitcase because he uh, purposely left some clothing kind of hanging out of the suitcase. Um, and so he knows that it's been tampered with. So he's like, oh shit. Still buys all the stuff for the planting uh, and dissolving that will happen. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. I, so yeah. I like the, I like the use of the, um, the dummy suitcase. Cause like when he, he by, you know, from what we saw prior to him heading to the home garden center, Giga Chat <laughs> Giga Home, Chad home. <laughs> um, <laughs> he um, uh, he just he just put the exact same suitcase into his like you know the family car, and uh, so I mean like I, I I wasn't expecting the dummy case, but then when when it when it was revealed to be a, a complete dummy case, and he had just packed it with some clothing instead, to I I was. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised by that little twist there. I wasn't expecting it entirely. Yeah, so, no, I, uh, I was also uh, was expecting cool. like something different and not thought out, but he's already proven that he's like thought ahead with like the breaking of the phone and stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. 
And I also got kind of like flashbacks to like just Death Note where, you know, when Light uh, is trying to track to see if people have come in his room and he mm. puts like the pencil lead near the hinges so that when the mm. door opens, it breaks. I'm like, this is like feels like that kind of shit where he's like leaving out the little sleeve and stuff to see if someone's tampered with it. I had I was just yep. thinking of that when that happened. I'm like, yo, this is good. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Tetsuo, yeah, he's uh, he's definitely a, a smart uh, a smart character here. Um, so yeah, these yakuza guys are just like surveil on surveillance duty. Uh, they're they're keeping an eye on this family everywhere they go. Uh, they're watching them at the house all the time. Um, and then they get a little bit bolder because they've got to try and uh, step up. They're getting some pressure from up above because the boyfriend's been missing for a little while. And uh, so they need to get a lead on where this this kid is. Why this this um, particular yakuza punk is so important, uh, we don't really know at this point. But it seems strange that they're putting out all these resources just to figure out where mm. this punk is. And um, so uh, when the family all steps outside to do their little gardening, because they're trying to keep up the facade that everything is normal, and he went to the garden center to uh, then start planting some stuff in the garden at their home um they get approached by some you know obviously part of the yakuza gang a uh, guy who's uh, trying to pass himself off as a home surveyor or something just to distract the family meanwhile uh uh kyoichi kyoichi that guy kyoichi that guy, Kyo-ichi. Uh, that guy. Uh, kyoichi um manages to sneak into the house and kind of like bug it with uh, a couple of uh audio transmitter things um but uh, he doesn't quite stumble upon anything. Uh, he comes very close to uh, almost finding some some body parts, but uh, he uh, doesn't have the eye for it, and uh, he misses out on that chance. Although he um, did notice, because he, he had to hide in the closet when the family came back inside after the distraction kind of stopped, and he found it very strange that the, the parents came into specifically the room with the big planter, He's like, that's strange. Why wouldn't they mm-hmm. check any other room? But, I mean, obviously the planter has, you know, dead body in it. Mm-hmm. So, but he doesn't know that yet. <laughs> he doesn't. Um, so the mom, yeah, she uh, she notices a listening device after um, noticing that a piece of uh, furniture has been kind of uh, slightly moved. Uh, the imprint on the, on the floor is different. And so she looks, you know, behind and finds it in the electrical outlet they've Put in this little audio transmitter recorder device um and uh then that leads uh tetsuo to think that there's probably some more around the house and uh they uh track one down and then they do this whole little uh like play thing where uh they uh they they uh kind of like make it seem like they're they're kind of on to what's going on like oh it was definitely reika stalker from the university Oh, 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 yeah. And so they, they make up this this whole thing uh, that uh, that Tetsuo had composed uh, uh, to kind of throw the Yakuza off their scent. And uh, it seems to kind of work for a little bit, at least. Yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, Reika's stalker. He might have, like, taken out the boyfriend out of spite. He's that crazy. Uh, and then they're like, also, <laughs> and he might be in that black car that's in front of our house. And then... After they say that, they look out and the car pieces yeah. out. Um, and yeah, the Yakuza guys drive away. They're so scared. Um, 
Yeah. So, and then like at this point, like it didn't quite click in my head. I'm like, oh yeah, Tetsuo must be like, he's a crime mystery novelist. And that's why he knows all this kind of weird shit. And I'm like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. It does kind of make sense. I, I did um, like that wifey though. She asks, hey, is this your first murder? I'm like, what kind of question is that? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh wifey oh. but like i'm also thinking i'm like is this your first murder wifey because you're all also very cool with mm-hmm. this so i don't know uh but yeah and then the mom's like we're in this together mm-hmm. and then he gets really sad <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh and then so yeah episode two it ends just about right here uh the light everything kind of goes back to normal uh, for a, a very short amount of time, and everything seems okay. They're just living their lives. Dad goes to work for a day, but um, but then in the in the evening of whatever day this is is in the future here, um, they get grabbed. Uh, Dad gets tased out in a park somewhere, and, and uh, a bunch of thugs break into uh, uh the the house and uh, tie up the mom and. Uh, that is the way that episode two ends. Yeah, they fucking they fucking nail the cliffhangers for these episodes. I'm just like immediately like go mm-hmm. go 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 mm-hmm. next episode. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So just, like the plot just keeps going. Like, there's just no uh, let up here. So uh, I mean, like it's really it's really doing a lot for the viewers to keep everybody uh, super into what's going on. Okay, so episode three we get uh, Tetsuo meeting. This is three days since. Nobuto's murder. So that's the that's the that's boyfriend's, the boyfriend's name, name. I guess Nobuto. Yeah, I forgot about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, he Tetsuo meets up at like a, a what appears to be an acquaintance of his. At, it's like an auto shop, and uh, I don't know. This this is kind of like I think our first hint that maybe Tetsuo's got some history somewhere, or like I don't know. He it, it came off as a little bit sketch that he's got this friend. Who he you know does business with? Who is out in some weird little industrial district? Yeah, I did think that as well. I'm like, I don't know what to make of this, mm-hmm. but it's strange. Very strange. I mean, nothing, nothing you know, set in stone or anything. But I mean, a nice little clue that maybe, maybe Tetsuo is up to something, or at least has some kind of past. Um, the uh, the yakuza. <clears throat> That's fun. Um, the yakuza are. Uh, kind of escalating their efforts. They're poking around the, the uh, college that Reika goes to. Um, and uh, unfortunately for poor Reika, she's being like totally kept uh, in the house <laughs> almost at all times, basically. Um, it, it seems, I don't think she's going to school. Like, I don't think she's been allowed out of the house. No, I think the mom said, hey, you should not go to school for like mm-hmm. a week. I'm pretty sure she said that at some point just to keep her just safe. Just lay low, you know, the whole stalker and, and your boyfriend situation. Maybe it's getting kind of crazy. Um, so yeah, before, like, cause this is, this is happening before they get captured and tased and all that. Yes. So, uh, Kyoichi, um, is like asked about the stalker, finds out that it was a lie and he's like, these parents know something and he's going to start taking things into his own hands mm-hmm. because other, other Yakuza people are like, no, 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 don't do anything. Do it by, by the rules and stuff. And he's basically like, fuck the rules. <laughs> I'm going to do this because Nobuto's my friend. Um, and so that's when he tasers him, uh, does like saran wrap cling film to the mom's face. Um, but the daughter isn't um, apprehended yet. Mm-hmm. So we don't know anything about mm-hmm. that. Um, and then 
Yeah, so then we start doing the interrogation where Kyoichi is talking to Tetsuo, who has a like black bag over his head so he can't see anything, um, which is kind of cool, I thought, uh, in this episode, because when we look at uh, Tetsuo's side of like how what he can hear and stuff, there's nothing around him. He's just like black and gray mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So nice I little that effect was really there. Cool. Uh, uh, yeah, so he's being he's being held in, in like a like a warehouse. It looks like, and uh, uh, there's this kind of like dramatic uh, scene where he, because he's completely kind of like blindfolded, he doesn't know where he is. Um, he's like kind of uh, been put out on this little platform. And he oh, thinks no, no. Oh. like he's no, no, at the no. top of some you're, you're skyscraper, right? You're going way too far ahead, man. Oh no, am I? <laughs> oh, there's there's loads of stuff before that. Okay, here we go. I'll I'll let you have that part, but I'll tell you what happens before then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so Tetsuo is still on the floor of the warehouse, and they're beating the shit out of him, and he's like, "Fine, I'll talk." And he, this is where I'm like, "Damn." This was planning and shit. Mm. So he says, back in November, they had a private investigator to investigate a stalker, but they didn't tell their daughter about the stalker because she was taking exams, so they didn't want to stress her out. Right. Uh, and he's like, it was an it was an odd job man named Suzuki, mm. and it, that's his disguise as the fucking cleaner. Right. And I'm like, yo, they'll never find him because it's him. <laughs> um. And then during this interrogation, we get a call from the head honcho. His name is Matori. Um, he's calling Kyoichi. Um, and he says he wants to give up. I don't think he wants to. Like, oh, no. Matori wants to give up as in he just wants to die. He wants to kill himself because um, the boyfriend, Nobuto, is his son, and it's like the only reason for him to live is his son, who, yeah, who, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's he's dead in dead in a pot right now. Um, but Kyoichi's like, I will find him. Uh, and so more interrogation happens, right. and this is where you come yeah. in with your thing. <laughs> wow! I yes, I skimmed over that very important part there. <laughs> well, it was exciting. I can see why you wouldn't want to take yeah. notes during it. But uh, holy yeah. shit! <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yes, okay, so then, yeah, then we get this little scene where where it looks like Tetsuo is being, uh, uh, kind of, like, dangled, uh, over, over the edge of, like, a really tall building, um, and, uh, he's, like, he's looking to kind of confess a little bit more information, and, and, and the, and, and Kyoichi is, uh, is trying to get more out of him, and, uh, then, uh, just to mess with him, kicks it kicks him off of this platform and uh that's when we we find out that it's actually not at the top of the building he's hooked on to this kind of like you know pulley system thing and uh he's just being suspended uh over the floor of the uh, warehouse that they're in so i thought that was pretty good yeah same um, i was like how did they get him up there and it's like oh wait no <laughs> it was, that it was, was quite too funny quick. i was like yeah oh, that's good but also, the situation is is pretty intense. <laughs> um, do we cut to the mom now? Do we get like that the mom interrogation here? Yeah. So basically, the the dudes are like, "Hey, if he's telling the truth, then the wife will have the same story." Yeah. And uh, and sure enough, yeah, there, we get a little bit of a flashback to a scene where uh, Tetsuo and uh, and the wife are are talking about. Okay, like we got to get our story straight here. If people come asking questions then we have to make sure that we're totally on script here. And so they 
had composed that whole thing about the we're gonna get the we're, we got a private investigator. Our daughter was taking exams, uh, and and she follows the script to a T. She uh, she nails it, um, and uh, so hearing the same story, the two sets of Yakuza guys are like, okay, well things are kind of adding up here. We're not getting anything from these guys. Then, but uh, they do ask one question that wasn't part of the script. Um, mm. I can't remember what it was, but she's just like shit. She's like, how would Tetsuo answer this? Um, mm -hmm. She also notices that they're like really on edge. Like they're like, they're looking at their watches and she's like, mm -hmm. if I waste some, some of their time, they might get more annoyed and won't care about my answer to the question. So she starts talking about uh, how she, how she saw a cat and uh, that it was run over by a car. And uh, then, then she saw a poster of a missing cat and she's like, I hope it's not that one. So she just, stalling for time and they all get really annoyed she answers the question correctly like just guesswork in the end but they're just so mm. like fuck this shit this is a waste of time we're yep. risking everything for nothing mm -hmm. um and yeah kyoichi's guys start bailing on him is that how the episode ended uh, basically no. like the entire oh, <laughs> oh my god not not <laughs> quite man <laughs> uh so another yakuza guy calls kyoichi his name is kubo and he's basically like, Kyoichi, you fucked up too hard. I'm going to put someone else in charge. And Kyoichi kind of loses it. And he goes to kill Tetsuo anyways. Because he says... Um, oh, that's when he says, like, we need a body, right? Yeah, like we need a body. We need something. Um, but Tetsuo's mm -hmm. like, no, 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 no. I'm going to make this right. He's like... He says, hey, why don't we work together? Because I have info that could lead to Nobuto's whereabouts because, you know, I had that private investigator and shit like that. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, the episode ends. I have like two quotes where he's just like tensely looking at this guy who wants to kill him. He's just like, I'll have to create the right answer no matter who else we may have to sacrifice. Oh, that is ominous. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, where is this going? So yeah, that was the end of episode three and I'm... 100% gonna continue watching this show yeah right I mean like oh. how can you not oh. like um just like on a flyer we we pick this one up and we're like sure let's give it a shot let's give it the first three treatment and uh wow I think it, it really it, it delivered <laughs> it it paid off so well I am so excited yeah. I'm like recommending it to people I'm like yo you want some intense shit here you go <laughs> yeah like the pacing is really good like the the art is kind of like it's okay it's pretty serviceable like i think it's uh it's definitely got that kind of like darker you know uh like film noir kind of like it, it kind of reminds me of a lot of that that older like 90s 2000s kind of look yeah it looks old mm -hmm. is how i like it just looks older <laughs> mm -hmm. not as polished no like special treatment just you know basic mm -hmm. anime mm -hmm. yeah yeah nothing too fancy but i mean like the fact that the the writing has held up and the um just the way that the whole plot has been structured um has been really solid and it's interesting i noticed that the guy who's doing like all of the like the head script writer guy is uh is a voice actor oh. and this is one of his first attempts at uh doing like scripts for a a, a show mm -hmm. uh kiyasu kohei so props to him yeah. for for really getting getting the pacing right because like again yeah we were just like one two three we just rattled these episodes off yeah I wanted to go further but I'm like no I have to watch the other ones now but I will come yeah, back yeah we to got this. we got other trash to watch yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then yeah I went on to a different show but 
we'll we'll save that one to the last. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Alrighty, so the next show that we watched was uh, A Galaxy Next Door from uh, Asahi Production Studio. A little bit of a kind of like a romantic comedy, but not a whole lot of comedy, really. It's kind of, I don't know, interesting show, interesting show. It didn't quite go in the direction that I thought it would. There's a lot of good, like, rom-com stuff this season, and I thought that this was kind of going to fit into the bill as in, in a similar kind of mold and it does but a uh, bit of a bit of a quirky kind of vibe going on here not quite sure what to make of it uh so let's get into a galaxy next door uh episode one starts off uh with a girl a, str- a kind of a strange you know she's dressed in gothic clothing uh leaving an island on a on a boat just her standing on like the what the the, the bow of the boat <laughs> just kind of yeah just ready an, to go <laughs> ready to go and and everyone on the on the island is seeing her off they're calling her uh the princess which okay sure yeah one of them um, says, uh, the princess will discover a new world. And I'm like, what? what? <laughs> I thought this was a rom-com. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what are we getting into here? Um, and it appears that uh, it's just following uh, a funeral. Uh, there's a, there's a, a, a photo of an, an older looking woman uh, in, a, in a black frame, which is always a, a bad sign. Uh, so uh, this girl's leaving for leaving for some new adventure or something. And uh, oh, then okay. So then we're, we're introduced to our uh, our our male lead. Uh, there's a little bit of a flashback to a him at a funeral. So a lot of death early on in this. Uh, what was apparently what we thought was a lighthearted kind of affair. Uh, uh, but uh, he's at a, at a funeral, and then he 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 uh, he's uh, taking care of two young uh, children who are his uh, siblings, and uh, then he wakes up from this dream. And uh, he's in a, a little ma- ma- manga uh, studio. He's a, he's an art, a manga a manga artist, I guess. I don't he know. Is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I guess. I yes. guess he is. <laughs> That's kind of the whole point of the story, the whole... <laughs> but you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever. Just his little side gig, I guess. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, I know. So this is this is this is Ichiro. He's our our main guy, and uh, he's in the care of uh, he he is taking care of his uh, two younger siblings after their uh, father passed away. Um, no mom in the picture here, so I'm not sure about that. I believe she shows up in a phone call at some point, uh, but that's about yeah, it. We'll get to that because yeah. that's that's pretty intense. That yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, Ichiro is a fairly successful manga artist. Uh, he uh, has a series in production called Alice and the Knight of Thorns, and. Uh, uh, so things seem to be going okay for him, but he's still, you know, a struggling artist, and uh, he's trying to, you know, balance life and uh, his responsibilities to his younger siblings. And uh, yeah, I don't know. First impressions were that the character design's pretty simple, backgrounds are pretty simple, nothing too flashy. Doesn't look bad. Nothing, no, nothing really stood no. out as looking like trash or anything. So uh, you know, but everything looks a bit like light and airy. Mm-hmm. Like, is what I got. It's like very bright. Um, yeah, it's it's, oh, it's strange. strange <laughs> like it's like yeah. the past pastelly, like very light colory thing. Yeah, and yeah, we've already had two deaths, and it's just like I don't know. This is the, the vibe is all over the place. All over the place. Um, 
so then uh, Ichiro is looking for an assistant because he's definitely falling behind on his deadlines and he's a little bit panicked and uh, uh, he's got a kind of a weird quirk because I mean everyone's gone to digital for uh, manga production these days and he's still kind of old school and he's looking for someone who can work uh, on manuscripts still and uh, can help him out in person and uh, they the, his company finds him one person who uh, who's willing to help out and uh, this is the uh, strange kind of uh, goth girl with the or with the uh, black umbrella and the you know frilly black lace dress thing uh this is uh goshki the shiori princess. the princess yes go the princess goshki <laughs> shiori who is going to be his new assistant um he uh, he meets her so randomly like it looks like like he he kind of like just takes off into the into the streets of the little kind of like quiet suburban part of Tokyo that they live in and uh uh he runs into a park and she's just kind of like hanging out there she's a little bit lost it looks like and uh, he's like hey you're my assistant right and I'm like how did you know this was gonna be the girl yeah <laughs> there's like no one else around he, she's on like some sort of like overpass looking thing as well and I'm just like this is so strange mm -hmm. um but I mean everything about this show is like this underlying strangeness to it Mm -hmm. um, so first, yeah, they, they... I, I gotta say, at first I thought that this Goshki chick, I was like, is she like a Violet Evergarden type? Like she's just like this like uh... like doll kind of person. And at first, like she's very formal with her speech and stuff. And I was like, oh, she's like distant and cold and robotic. What's the what's the vibe here? And and uh, I thought of Violet Evergarden. Violet Evergarden. Mm -hmm. You know, child warrior soldier you know <laughs> hey if that turns out to be this girl's backstory i would also be down for that that's fine just rip yeah, it off entirely I, I mean it is weird enough to go for that it could um so so yeah they the he hires her and they get to uh finish the manuscript um he yeah he's very impressed by her work she seems to do everything very perfectly um and uh what they like it's very strange. The setup uh, is like this social apartment where Ichiro is like the mm. landlord and like just rando people kind of like rent out rooms and then there's like a communal space um, and he has a room for uh, assistants that help him out. So she stays and has dinner by herself, which she prays with and is talking and stuff. Yeah, that wasn't weird at all. And, um. <laughs> So yeah, pray, praying over her food, talking. Yeah, yeah I, I, what I, I really found the uh, social apartment idea kind of interesting because it's like it, it's not like a like a roommate's situation where you're kind of like friends with the people that you're living with. Like these are all like strangers, uh, and uh, as this is kind of being explained to uh, Goshki uh, by I, uh, Ichiro, it's. Uh, I was like, oh, yeah, that does seem kind of weird that you've got all these people living in this house together and uh, they just barely communicate. There's like a whiteboard and occasionally they'll leave notes on there. But uh, otherwise, everyone's just kind of like living their own life. And I don't know. I thought that was just kind of mm -hmm. strange. I mean, it I mean, I think because obviously, you know, big cities like Tokyo are very expensive to live in. So you rent a room it's much better than trying to find an apartment for yourself but uh yeah just to not have that kind of interaction with your with your roommates or the people that you're sharing a, a house with like 
a strange kind of concept. Mm. Yeah, it is strange. Also, I'm like, I'd be totally fine with it. <laughs> I, I, I don't would like... also be totally fine with that. Yeah, I don't like people, but, you know, if it makes it cheaper, yeah. sure, whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, maybe they could start uh, doing things like that over here. That'd be sweet. Yeah, um, no. I'm I'm good with my house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got a house, so uh, yeah, <laughs> I got a yeah, house. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> um, we already get some like light vibes that Ichiro is kind of like crushing on Goshiki. Like he's he's like drawing, I think, characters for his manga, but he seems to be kind of like also f- fantasizing a little bit about her, at least kind of like having bubbly thoughts about how cute mm. she is. I think so. See, I got I got the vibes that he was just curious about her and uh. like not like crushing or anything. He's just like, she's strange, mm. but she's good at her job. So mm. this is nice. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah. 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 It's nice. I think maybe the tagline for this show. It's nice. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's just nice. Um, um, but yeah, as as they're working, um Ichiro notices that uh, he's missing a page and he's like, oh, crap, oh, crap, Uh, finds it under his desk and like nothing has been done to this thing. And he's just like, shit, we have to pull an all nighter to finish this. And uh, Goshiki is like, I will help you no matter what. And he's like, oh, this is so nice. Um, And this is where he gets like a flashback of like because he's like stressing out and he remembers his mom on the phone. Um, and he remembers this line that I wrote down because I'm like, this is so mean. It's like, so this is from the mom saying, I know I'm your mother, but I have a new life now. Oh, yeah, that was cold blooded. <laughs> I know. I was like, what? I'm like, you still have like three kids, like two who are very young. Yeah. And you're just like, nah, fuck this shit. I have mm-hmm. a new life. Bye. Man, I wonder if we're going to ever find out anything more about this mom because uh, she's. What a, I mean, there's there's got to be a reason. Otherwise, she's just a, a no good Nick. Yeah. Oh God, I I hate this mom. And she only had one line. I in know, this, right? In all these episodes, one line, and I'm like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we hate you, mom. <laughs> we hate you, mom. Um. So yeah, he's like, yeah, feeling the pressure of this unfinished page. Uh. But they're both like, yeah, we'll we we'll do this. Uh. And they pull an all nighter. They get it finished. Uh. He like packs it away to get it submitted. Uh, and then he notices what he thinks to be a pen, like, coming mm. out of of Goshiki, and he goes yeah. to touch it. And would you like to explain what the <laughs> fuck happens? Yeah, so he, he, he thinks he, she's got this pen, like, lodged in her or something, and so he's like, oh, I'm going to, you know, take this out of you because obviously, you know, you, you're, you could be hurt or something. And he has this, like, vision of outer space after coming into contact with this... Uh, what he thinks is the pen and uh uh then uh goshiki realizes what's going on and she's like oh my god like you've made contact with my stinger (laughs) what (laughs) Um, and uh so apparently the the stinger uh is uh, only something that can be touched uh if if you are a married couple um and uh so there's obviously some kind of i don't know reproductive maybe angle to this and uh so immediately uh Ichiro is very uh, embarrassed about what's just happened and he apologizes for the misunderstanding um 
and uh, Goshki gets really serious about, oh, you've made the contract now, we're engaged, and now uh, now we must, uh, you know, honor each other. And he's, she's doing the whole shtick about, you know, we're married, we're basically married We're basically now. married. And, I'm uh, the princess of the stars. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm the princess so. of the star people. Like, <laughs> oh. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, right on. Um, I think that's where the episode ends, right? That she sh- says that she's the princess of the star people, and that's just kind of yeah. like it. And he's uh, like, eh. but sh- she does say she's like, uh, but I want like love to bloom naturally. So let's start as friends. But mm. in the back of her mind, it's like, yeah, we're gonna we're like in love, but I want to take the steps, just like manga that I've read when I was growing up, kind of thing. Yes, like, this, yes, this has to be done properly. It's like mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> And then, yeah, we roll on to episode two. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, for the first episode, I mean, it sets everything up, like, w- you know, what to expect, I think, for this show. Um, <laughs> everything. <laughs> everything is there. Yeah. Whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. The uh, the kids were pretty cute, I thought. The, the, the younger siblings, um, they weren't, like, too, like annoying or in any kind of way they weren't like you know mugging for the camera at all they were just kind of like cute kids so uh you know good for ichiro for wanting to take care of his siblings like that i mean he kind of seems like he got them dumped on him by bad mom <laughs> so <laughs> so um that's nice um i don't know it was it was all just kind of like pleasant i thought the first episode yeah it's just nice <laughs> just nice it's nice it's just um, nice so episode two, uh, it's uh, the princess uh, goes shopping or, or the princess and a shopping adventure or something. It was the title uh, of the episode, yeah. I think. That's what it was. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, that kind of like makes it pretty clear what we're going to get into here. Um, so the this is the episode where it's kind of like, OK, so we've established that they've got some kind of relationship. And now let's let's build the relationship up a little bit here. Um, so they kind of like having done the work on the manga uh they can put that to the side he meets with his editor very quickly and the editor's like great job awesome so glad you got that done and uh they kind of you know chat a little bit and uh, then you know okay you're off the hook for a couple days and uh so he decides that uh, let's just kind of kick back for a bit and goshki um she is she wants to go home to like visit or like visit her people somehow in the stars or something but as mm-hmm. as she's like leaving, she's like two stations away. Uh, Ichiro suddenly has a like super fever. Um, <laughs> so then she comes back to him and she's like, "Oh, sorry, that's my fault. This fever." Uh, and so yeah, when she's back near him, it kind of goes away. Yeah. So she's like, "It's because of the star people stinger that you touched. This is what happens with yeah. it." Um, and there's another quote that just like makes like it sounds so out there. Like neither I nor you can control the intent of the great star. I also wrote this down. <laughs> yes, <laughs> word for word. Yeah, like what a what a yeah. line. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell is this? Physical t- contact with um uh will lighten the burden uh of mm-hmm. the fever. And I'm like, how convenient. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the more physical contact they have, the less the burden of the mm-hmm. fever. I'm like, okay, cool. Good thing this isn't like a etchy or shit. <laughs> yeah, God, this could definitely go a different route for sure, and would be, uh, yep. yeah, a lot more questionable. Um, this one it keeps it pretty, pretty pure, I'd say. Yeah, it's um, very, it's nice. <laughs> it's nice. Um, uh, 
She moves in. She moves in. She moves in. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, I mean, that's that's you know, because she's like, okay, well, if if we we've, we've learned one thing, it's that we can't be too far apart for too long because obviously, you know, this whole star people stinger thing, uh, it's gonna make you feel kind of bad. And uh, so uh, she ha- there's an empty room, and she moves in, and uh, he's also looking into uh, annulling the pact so that he's not burdened by this fever. Um, so she's like, I'm going to contact my people, but mm. in the meantime, let's go shopping. Uh, so then they go on a little, like a date, a first date kind of thing. And, uh, she's, she's looking for some new clothes. Uh, she first picks like three things that are exactly the same as her initial outfit. Yeah, which I, was guess. Funny, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I didn't laugh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I I wanted to laugh, you know, because it was I, them yeah, trying to be it's cute. It's kind of cute, kind of nice, know. but I'm like, um, that's it. That's it. <laughs> um, and uh, then she they go to a bookstore, and she's obviously very enamored by this. Uh, a lot of the a lot of her reading that she had done in her childhood was with at uh, at her grandma's home. Her grandma had all kinds of manga for her, including uh, Ichiro's manga. So that's how she knew him. Uh, in a way, was that uh, was that she had read his manga before. Um, and, uh, so the bookstore is obviously just a big treat for her. And so she has a great day out shopping and, uh, you know, I, I think Ichiro had a pretty decent time as well. Yeah. Um, they do go to like some cafe thing. I can't remember if it's a cafe or something. Um, Looked like it. Yeah. But they have like some food. Oh yeah. She has some like cake and stuff. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes to like the toilet for like a second Oh, wait, no, before that, she tells them of a story about, like, a, a kid story about a star, and then, like, mm. yeah. Yes, the legend of, like, the shooting star or whatever. Um, yeah. That was pretty cute. That They they chose a different art style for that, and, uh, you know, kind of looking more like a little, like, a kid's kind of, like, fairy tale. And it was, it was, it was kind of cute. It was cute until, like, Ichiro's, like, he's the one that tells the story, like, a kid's about finding a star, and Shiori or Goshiki... It's like, oh yeah, I was taught the same thing, except the star was a meteorite with a parasite in it, <laughs> the, and it's just like, what? what? So, <laughs> yeah. So actually, you're you're just this pa- parasitic a, being or something. Like, oh no. Yeah, and so that's when he goes to the toilet. Like, I need a break from this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he comes back, and there's uh, some scumbags being like, yeah, I like manga and stuff <laughs> like that. And he's like, you're a pretty girl, and she thinks it's totally fine. Hey, look, I've made um, some then, new friends. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, no, you stupid bitch. No, no girl. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, girl. So that, that's that's Ichiro's reaction immediately. He's like, no, they're they're not friendly. Uh, and then he Mm-mm. tries to pull her away, which he pulls too hard. And it causes bad, bad vibes, is what <laughs> yeah. I put. Uh, and it hurts him a bit. Uh, and she's like, oh, because I thought it was threatened, I accidentally hurt you. This is also part of mm-hmm. the curse. Uh, end episode mm-hmm. two now. <laughs> um, you know, like, what what brazen kind of, like, uh, pickup artist, guys? Like, you know, you clearly saw that it was a couple hanging out. You know, she's got, a, you know, they, you're, you're, they're sharing desserts. And, and she's got a bunch of, you know, shopping bags. So clearly they're on, like, a little date. Guy goes to the toilet for two seconds. And these two guys just, like, swoop in, like, hey, baby, you're single? Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> we didn't see anybody. She's there with her... <laughs> Yeah, like clearly she's there with what they would assume would be a boyfriend and and they just swooped in for the kill there i thought that was hilarious yeah like, that was so why would why would this be the thing that's so sudden and i was like this is like uh mm-hmm. just 
tropes. <laughs> a lot of tropes. A lot of tropes. I mean, it is kind of yeah. part of it because, like, she's living, she seems to be living, like, through all of these, like, shoujo manga things that she's, like, read over the years, I guess. And so it kind of makes sense that a lot of these things are actually just happening to her <laughs> in real life as well. It kind of has yeah. that feel to it. Like, it's just everything's happening just yeah. like it's a Although, manga. Because she's, so. like, following manga as, like, her way of life, shouldn't she know that shit bag scumbags come out of nowhere and hit on you and stuff? Like, yeah, that happens right? in every shoujo manga ever. So Come on, girl. <laughs> come on, girl. We're learning some Get stuff, Get your head in man. the game. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Okay, so then episode three, what do we get here? So, the, oh, this is something that we both notice right off the bat. Um, it starts yeah. out with what looks to be like an adaptation of of some other manga. And at first I thought it might have been an adaptation of uh, Ichiro's manga, but it's not. Um, it's of uh, Master of the Lion's Fist, which we don't know quite at this point. Um, but what we both noticed, which was super sweet, is the protagonist that they had to uh, voice the or the, the the voice actress they had to do the voice of the protagonist in Master of the Lion's Fist was Rie Kagimia. Yeah. One of our all time <laughs> favorites. Yeah. She has such a distinct voice that I'm just like, ah, there she is. <laughs> She's still doing work. Yeah. We knew exactly who it was like first line i was like no way um yeah <laughs> it's funny because I, I hang with a lot of people who can do that same thing with a lot of like more current uh vas and uh yeah. i'm not as good at picking out like uh, like a lot of the newer talent uh but uh you know the, she uh, uh ria kikimi was like in her prime oh yeah like, for sure uh, back in our early anime days. And so we, we would like seek out shows where it, if we knew she was in it, we'd be like, okay, yeah. this has got to be all right. She's in it. Standards so, were low back then. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, and selection was, was more difficult. And so you'd kind of like take a flyer on, on a, a show based on maybe, maybe a, who, uh, who was on the voice cast. Mm, very much and, so. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, to hear her still, I, I'm so glad that she's still getting work because Yo, you know, this, th this industry like churns people out so quickly. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that she's still in it because she's a real boss. Uh, okay, so the, okay, so we uh, we get this little adaptation of this manga, and uh, Yoshiki is like binging this manga, um, this specific manga. So she's like super hype about it, um, mm -hmm. and like it just starts off with that, and it, obviously it'll play further in the episode, but we don't get anything, no payoff immediately from there. Um, but they are. Testing mm -hmm. out the distance of retribution, which is the curse that uh, makes Ichiro have a fever. So they've figured mm. it out that she can go like two stations away and it's okay. But any further, then she has to come back. Um, there's also uh, emotions and feelings, like her mental state affects him as well. So he'll suddenly, like, there's a few scenes in like this where he's like just doing his thing he's like doing some manuscripts and then suddenly he just feels bad and sad and he's like oh i should go check on her she's probably feeling bad or sad and turns out like she uh, she does because she's like reading the manga and she's like oh it's so sad in this part and he's like i feel sad yeah too. <laughs> it's uh so i mean but at this point like, like what I, what i started to realize i think i think it was probably around this episode i guess when i was starting to kind of clue into what i think is is going on here is like they're kind of like making it out that all of these like weird feelings that they're they're having you know the when they when someone goes away and they feel sad and and it's like it's oh it's it's because of this curse that we're under but like isn't that just like 
being in love with a person and when they go away you miss them and stuff and when they're feeling bad you just kind of like know that they're having a bad day like once you get to really know someone like I mean, you just kind yeah. of pick up on these things, right? Right? Yeah. Like they've only known each other for so like a month, though. It's but, yeah. It's tr- oh, it's true. Like, 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 the, in this case, these two are 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 not sure as to uh, what all of this actually means. But um, I, well, once I kind of made this connect, I guess it's not very you know not very profound <laughs> connection that it that the, it's this idea that it's just this is what a relationship is and. I don't know. It made it a little bit sweeter that they're having all these like kind of like cute like, oh, you know, I, I you know, it's just like when he when, when he's away, I miss him or when she's away, I miss her kind of thing. I was like, oh, that's just it's just nice. It's okay, actually we're just back to that again. I guess <laughs> it's just nice. It's just nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just nice. Um, yeah, they're also in this episode after all of that, they're like testing out stereotypical shoujo manga situations, mm-hmm. like the like wall slam and leaning and talking close to their face and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, cute, cute situations and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this point, I put a note down to myself. I said, their relationship is strange. I don't actually know where this is going. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Because, I mean, like, it, it, it could just go like, hey, they actually just fall in love. Um or it, I guess it, I don't know. Like, yeah, because it is, it is very strange. They, they could just bail on it entirely. I don't know. Yeah. What are you, what are it's... you, what are you thinking? Like, what, what was, what was so strange? Like, just because I don't think that Ichiro actually is like in love with mm-hmm. her. He's just, he's just there for the ride. Mm-hmm. He's like, this is a like a weird specimen that I'm observing <gasps> and sort of part mm-hmm. of kind of thing. Especially because she has a stinger and she's the princess of the stars right. and stuff like that. So it's just like. He just seems like an outsider to this. He doesn't seem like the male, like, love interest, but he is right, somehow. Right, right. And I'm like, this is confusing. I, I guess, yeah, like, by this point, you know, like, a lot of these kind of, like, ro- romance kind of shows, like, you do get at least some point where the male, you know, protagonist is, is like, hey, maybe I kind of actually like this girl. Because, like, that's happened in, I think I've watched, like, three different romance shows this, uh, three or four even this season. And, like, by by that stage of, of, of the game, like, yeah, he's usually there's some kind of scene where he's cluing in. But he seems pretty oblivious. You're right. That yeah. he, these things are just kind of, like, happening to him. And he's uh, he's being very uh, just, like, uh, um. Uh, he, uh, oh, clinical. I'm thinking of like clinical. Like oh, he's, okay. Like he's yeah. treating he, he's treating everything just like okay, this is happening. Okay, I I touch the stinger, and now okay, these things are happening, and and there's not even uh, the slightest inclination that he's like, oh, actually, she's cool. Yeah, I like it's, her. It's very like, yeah, none of that. Like, dry on his part, where it's just like there is no fluff. Even though he's a manga artist, mm-hmm. a shoujo manga artist, it's like no. It's like he's treating it as like a job. Almost, like, yeah. That's his job. Mm-hmm. Whereas even whereas even Goshki is kind of like I'm kind of like having fun with this, you know. Like I, mean, I don't think she's even said at this point that she likes him or not. But but you, I think she's having like at least some kind of fun, and she's reacting to things a little bit more than he yeah. is. And yeah, it, it kind of like once it starts getting into cute things like that, where they're doing the situations, it comes back to his job as the manga artist, where this episode leads to an old tenant of this social apartment, Mokane, who uh, visits his childhood friend. Um, she's married to Ichiro's editor. Um, and she just kind of like comes to hang out and 
she used to be one of his assistants. And we also find out that she is Beefcake Sensei, who is the one who created Fist of the Lion, whatever thingamajig, yep. at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, so th that obviously yeah. makes Goshiki and kind of fangirl a little bit. Fangirl and jealous because she's like, oh, childhood friend mm -hmm, and stuff like mm -hmm. that. But then she's also like, yo, it's Beefcake Sensei. <laughs> I love the name, Beefcake Sensei. What a, what yeah. a great pen name. Yeah, that, that's just top notch. Um, yeah, definitely. But at the end of this episode, even though you just mentioned this earlier, like, I don't know if she has feelings for him. Uh, Goshiki confesses her love to Ichiro mm -hmm. and is so hyped by it. And she's like, oh my god, it's love! Mm -hmm. And he looks so confused. <laughs> and then it ends. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, what? He, he's very oblivious. Um, yeah, because uh, she's really she's really following... She's going through all the steps, you know? Like, uh, you know, she felt the jealousy... And uh, so she's like, oh, I wouldn't feel this otherwise. You know, and then she she just goes back to her reference material, just being shoujo manga. She's like, oh, my God, jealousy means I must be in love. Yep. Uh, and so that's why she brings out that whole confession thing. And yeah, so, I mean, yeah, she's 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 getting along with this whole whatever is happening between the two of them. And uh, yeah, Ichiro just still very oblivious. So confused by everything. It's quite funny. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think that, that was pretty much it. Oh, uh, uh, Goshiki wanted to do something nice for the neighbors, which I thought was kind of nice. Oh, yeah. Uh, she, uh, <laughs> she gave gifts to everybody and uh, left them little letters, uh, well, you know, introducing herself formally. And then they all wrote little messages on the whiteboard for yep. her. So that, that was, was kind of nice. That was just filler in the episode um, that I just completely forgot about. <laughs> it, it was a little bit of a filler. No payoff yeah. whatsoever. Um, so I'm like, okay, whatever. No. <laughs> but it was a nice moment. Again, it was nice. It was, it was nice. just nice. I, it was nice. Yeah, I feel like that was this show in a nutshell was it was nice. Yeah, it was nice, um, but uh, I'm not going to continue with it. <laughs> I don't think I have the time to continue it either, unfortunately. Uh, you know, yeah, uh, I could I could see myself perhaps just skimming through it just to see. And now that I've kind of had, you know, this little first look at it, like, you know, just see how it goes, you know, like, yeah, do, do I'm it together. Yeah, I'm way more interested in, like, the whole, I'm from the fucking stars. Like, mm -hmm. what is that about? And, like, as soon mm -hmm. as you get, like, a little, like, dusting of that, it's like, nope, here's some shoujo stuff in between, mm -hmm. and it's never talked about again. We're just going to live with this. I'm like, oh, my God. Tell me yeah. more about that. Yeah. You star meteorite parasite girl. Let's yeah, about like, that. Yeah, like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, well. It was nice. Yeah. It was nice. Just nice. All right, so our final show for this episode uh, is Kamikatsu, which got a lot of uh, social media heat for a ridiculous meme uh, image of uh, a guy riding on a tractor that had clearly just been uh, painted over an actual uh, image of a, a tractor or something. It oh. looked unreal. <laughs> wow, I didn't even know that existed, and I'm going to look it up after this now. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's what set this whole thing. I, that's why I wanted to check out this show. It was like, wow. like there's no way that this is 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 real. Like, what is? How is this show in existence? Um, wow, I went in and fully blind. I didn't even know about really, about tractor Photoshop or anything. You oh, just told it, me to it, watch this, and I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely just blew up. It was crazy. I couldn't believe oh. it. Um, okay, so Kamikaze comes from Studio Palette. Um, 
they're all right. Uh, you know, uh, the director is Yuki Inaba and uh, scripts by Akashiro Aoi. Um, these are like regular people that are, you know, have done some things. Wow. Uh, nothing too fancy. You're really selling them. But... <laughs> But they're not like nobodies, you know, right? Like, you know, so they've been in the industry for a while. And so you're like, okay, uh, how do they all get roped into this project? Um, So what is this show about? Um, Like, it's it's an isekai type deal. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got uh, uh, Yukito, who is the son of a shady cult leader. Um, A very burly man cult leader. (laughs) Very, yes, very. And uh, he is sacrificed to the cult's uh, god, Mitama-sama, and as part of a ritual where he will be reborn as the new leader of the cult. If he can can survive three days Mm. underwater. Oh, is that what it was? I didn't write that part down. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, three days underwater, you'll become the new leader. It's like, he's going to die. He's just going to die. He's going to die. And so, yeah, he gets murked. And he, and he wakes up uh, in, 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 a, in a fantasy, you know, generic fantasy land um, in a little small hamlet. Uh, and, uh, it, okay, so immediately. Uh, how, how does he wake? Yeah, how does he wake up? <laughs> how, how does he wake up? I didn't write anything. You didn't. Oh. So he wakes up and there's this girl reading a book saying if you pull the lever, then he'll wake <gasps> up. And she's just straight up jerking him off. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. That's right. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh yeah, she's get he's getting jerked off, but he's like, "Oh my god." And she says, "Sorry." Uh and her name is Aru Aru Arura. Arural. It's like the, the worst it's... fucking Japanese name to say in like Japanese, like Arura. Yeah, like Aruraru. Al. 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 We'll call... Her name is Al. Her name is Al. Okay. <laughs> that that works yeah. much better. Um uh, wow, I don't know how I didn't write that down. Um my first note was was oh he just starts wondering about where all the isekai staples are so he's very obvious he, he realizes that he's in some kind of you know isekai world or something but man i don't know how i just like completely glossed over yeah the, the whole jerk you, off scene off the bat you oh missed that and then right after that there's a fucking cg ass fox creature just there as they're explaining the world and stuff before they're like oh fantasy land it, i'm like what is going on it uh chiru chiru or whatever it's called right oh it 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 just it stands out so badly (laughs) like why is it 3d why couldn't you just draw that 2d like fully 3d except its eyes are drawn anime (gasps) eyes they're drawn understand yes (laughs) yeah so anyways you can continue with like sure the the good the good part of this which i thought was fun I guess the good part of this, yeah. Okay, so he's, uh, he he's like, where's the adventurers guild? Uh, where's like the the sword and shield stuff? Like, uh, and instead he's working on a farm making wine, and he's kind of like bummed out by it. Um, then we meet like all the cast. There's the pretty boy Clen. There's the jerkass, who we then find out to be is a insane pervert, Roy. <laughs> insane um, pervert. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh. There's a uh, Siruriru, uh, who Sil. I guess we're just gonna call Sil. Sil. <laughs> um, and then, and then we also, and then there's Aruraru, who's Al. Al. Um, okay. Sil and Al um, are sisters. Sil, Al are sisters. <laughs> Got it. And um, yeah, then that horrible beast shows up. The the horrible CGI uh monstrosity. Oh Yak no, there's two. There's thing? two monstrosities. There's 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 the chill oh. chill little fox thing, which is just 
terrifying. And then there's then there's the the beast that comes in and takes a uh, a shot at the farm, and that thing looks awful as well. Yeah, like oh, I can't even describe it. It's just so fucking weird. Yeah, it's got like horns, and uh, it's got like this uh, like a lot of teeth, but they're like. I think that it, I, I don't know. It's it, and it's like it's gray. It kind of like is it like a? It's kind of like rhinoceros like, but then it's got two horns. See, I, I don't know. I thought it was like a gray yak, but its face mm. is blue with like a pig snout and there's teeth. Oh, so it's kind of like Ganon. <laughs> kind of, except really ugly but and dumb. Way worse. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, and it's it's such bad CGI, like painful so yeah um yukito and roy just run away from this thing he thinks they're gonna fight it but they just escape um and then he realizes like he's talking to roy um and he realizes that gods don't exist in this world um Mm -hmm. then we get him like finding a dead creature and he's like wait what is what is the concept of burial and stuff like that this is where the show i was like you know what this could be good like, if they continue mm-hmm. with this kind of questioning, like, how do you bury something in a godless world? What do you do? What are the customs and stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then it kind of just cuts to them going to the city, which also kind of adds to, like, more of it, which is, like, that their village, is, like, the village that he ended up in is full of, like, despised people. And you're like, oh, why is that? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get a glimpse of the end-of-life system where people just are like told to die and they yeah. die and you're just like what the fuck is wrong with yeah. this world so this imperial capital or whatever yeah this it's got this big like imposing army uh, presence and so it seems like they kind of rule with an iron fist and yeah the whole like end of life mass execution thing um uh, they just line some people up in the street what did they chop their heads drink off poison? drink poison okay so oh. no they just Drank something. <laughs> okay, so that, I guess, is more like, I guess, like what a cult would do, I suppose. So I guess we're kind of keeping with that, uh, the theme of, of Yukito coming from a family uh, 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 who was involved in a cult, I guess. So that kind of, I guess, kind of checks a little bit. But so, you know, <laughs> the more we th- I think about this, like this first episode gave us a, a couple different things that you're like, oh, OK. Yeah, yeah there's like, potential. Interesting. There was potential. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we see this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the village we learn is an isolation camp. And we're like, OK, this sounds like, you know, World War Two vibes of like isolating certain peoples who are outcasts. Um, yeah, yes. And, and then and you just be like, free willy nilly just executing them when you feel like it, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, they get picked to just die for whatever reason. But yeah, but it, it yeah. This, this keeps getting interrupted with dumb shit. Mm-hmm. So like they come back from you come back from learning the end of life system, the isolation camp. And you're like, wow, this is some heavy shit. Mm-hmm. And then you get back to the village and Al is trying to do like bondage with uh, Yukto and mm. It's just, it's just like, what? And then <laughs> yeah. she says she's sorry. And it's like, what the hell? The pa- like the vibes are everywhere. All the pacing the is weird. Yeah. Oh, um, I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so does, okay, so when when do we actually get uh, Mitama uh, showing up? Was that the very end of the first episode? 
where very end of the first episode where it looks like like yukito and his and roy and al are kind of like in danger because the i don't army sees that they are outsiders and they shouldn't be in the village uh i can do i can do this part if you'd like because i have uh notes (laughs) leading up to that (laughs) great cool absolutely please go ahead all right so after the bondage session um they go to bed and oh yeah uh Yukito gives his necklace, the Magatama, um, that he got from his cult dad, mm. cult leader, and he gives it to Al. I don't know if this makes any sense later, but it didn't come up after this, but he does, he does that. And Al says, I'm glad to I met you. So that's, you know, sad sounding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the next day, Al and Sil um, have been chosen to be sacrificed, mm. and we find Roy is beat up outside of the house, and then suddenly there's a CGI chicken carriage where uh, Clem is like riding it. And he's like, hey, we can go save them. Let's stop the, the people in the city. So they get to the city uh, and Syl is already hanged and dead. Like you see it. She like didn't see the process. You just see her hanging dead body. And it's like, whoa, this is brutal. This is intense. Uh, then as Yukito's there, uh, he gets stabbed by this knight, and then Al gets slashed in the back, and they're just, like, both dying. And he's like, oh, my God, this is actually, like, interesting, intense, holy mm-hmm, shit. Mm-hmm. And then he starts to pray to Mitama, which is the god that his dad worshipped and stuff. Um, and do you want to describe how she comes to being? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do I even remember? My notes are very, I don't know, maybe you go ahead. Have you got notes for this? Oh, okay. Yeah, keep going. Um, You're on a roll. The only notes I, <laughs> the only not low notes I have is Lolly God emerges and solves all the problems. You know what? Um, I think I think so, that covers it pretty much. I mean, that's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> she she yeah, yeah, she uh, revives everyone who is dead. Um, absorbs all of the enemies and yep. the 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 people watching just fuck off. Yeah, that's you, you know what that is what happened. You're right. Uh, good yeah. job. Good job little lowly goddess cool. yeah um yep no i don't like uh, her yeah she's really <laughs> annoying um yeah okay so yeah that's the end of episode one right <laughs> right so yeah i don't know like this one was uh, just all over the place <laughs> yeah it's like do you want to be funny or super serious and like dark it's oh funny and dark and then dumb yeah it was just tonal whiplash just going uh. crazy um okay uh so we open up with episode two uh, we were we were just chatting a little bit about the uh about the episode titles mm-hmm. being super long which was kind of funny um and that the uh that a character would be reading the episode title and then get cut off yeah kind of funny like very just like hard yeah. cut like yeah okay that's kind of funny yeah not bad um so okay so we get yukito Roy and Al come back from the capital and everyone is like shocked they're, they're in the village they're happy and so everyone gets drunk and is a big old party. Yep. Uh, Al, Al gets uh very jealous of Mitama because she's all over Yukito with, that she loves. Mm-hmm. So there's that stupid mm-hmm. drama where she's like am I good enough for mm-hmm. you and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um we learn that the end of life system was introduced by the emperor who is extremely suspicious um, and grows even more suspicious as to what the mm-hmm. fuck this emperor is throughout 
these episodes. It's probably his dad, right? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. It'd be something stupid, like because this this show is just stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> Uh, it's so stupid. Uh, uh, so yeah, the guys are all getting drunk. The girls are ha- trying to uh, get Mitama in some clothes because she's walking around like naked a lot, or like in like she's got like tan undies on and stuff. And so she's she just looks like nothing but uh, lowly fan service the entire time. And so they're trying to put clothes on her. Um, it's awkward. Yep. And and Roy is just like yep. horn dog over her like so much. It's really off putting. <laughs> like throughout. Throughout the episode, and she looks like ten. Episode so two, it's like episode really three, bad. Like, Roy is just enamored with her, and it's really bad. Like, and he pulls like faces that you would see in like Attack on Titan, where it's just like intensely detailed, horny, weird faces. Yeah, yeah, it's like this weird. Yeah, it's like a, a, Attack on Titan meets like hentai. Like, it's just like levels of like almost like o-face kind of stuff like he's he, yeah. he's he like gets off like all the time about this chick and it's a problem yeah, <laughs> a big problem but the bigger um, problem oh segue mm-hmm. um is mm-hmm. that mitama doesn't have any followers in this world because there are no gods in this world so therefore there is no religion in this world so she has no power so mm-hmm. um yukito declares i will introduce religion and gods to this world because he wants to use Matama's power to overthrow and protect the village or whatever. Basically use god powers. Yep. So Roy becomes the first follower yep. and then we got the stupid CGI fox that dies and then comes back. Oh yeah, I just I, <laughs> I, I, w- <laughs> I don't know. What, what do you do with that thing? I mean, why does it, why does it exist? It's uh, our family. No, it's not. <laughs> oh no! As suspected, Perv Horndog Roy is the first to become the a follower of Mitama because he's just worshiping her all the time and like being so horny. Um, but they need more people, so uh, Hugh, the CGI fox thing, Chudu Chudu, who suddenly is mm-hmm. like the most important thing ever to Al and Syl, and it ate some like pesticides or something and just fucking died on the table um but mitama with uh roy as her one follower uh manages to revive the fox and then she gains two more followers with the two sisters and but gains more power because they witnessed like some godly act and i don't know what that has to do with anything because it's never mentioned again. Well, you know what's um, interesting is I think I actually saw in the manga, which, you know, I think this anime is doing You that. read the manga? <laughs> I took a peek at it. I want, I skimmed through a couple of chapters okay. to see, like, what the... Because, sure. like, because this thing, this show is such a strange mess that I was like, is it because the source material is so weird? And uh, the source material actually looks decent. Like, I mean, it, it's it's your typical like kind of isekai fantasy, whatever, blah blah blah. Then nothing about that is different, but it looks fine. The art's pretty decent. Um, it, that scene where Chiru Chiru um, dies. dies, I don't think it happened. I don't think it happened in the manga. Oh. I don't even think Chiru Chiru is like around. Like I, every uh, panel that I clicked on, I I did not see this thing, and I found that scene, and I don't think that. Uh, or I, I found where that scene would have been, where the girls uh, become followers, and Chiru Chiru is not even there. Maybe I missed it, but I, I like that. I don't know what the deal is with Chiru Chiru. It's but, just um, there to die and become 
revived so that they can get followers. That's it. So they could, yeah, because I, I think in the manga, the girls were just like, oh, okay, cool. We'll, we'll also go along with this plan. And then they're like, two more followers. Ding, ding. Yay! Um, um, but yeah. then the last thing this is this is the episode guys this like from episode two this is this is all that's happened it's fucking bullshit um so right at the end of the episode it, they're like hey let's return those guys that you absorbed into you when you revived us all in the city and let's talk to them and maybe try and convert them to our religion so mitama releases them and the knight that like stabbed yukito and killed al as well is now a woman for no reason. No reason. No reason whatsoever. And fully naked, by the way, for Ooh. no reason. The other, of course. Of the course. guards that were also absorbed are fully clothed. So I have no idea what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Poor, poor Bertrand. Bertrand, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just stripped. Stripped naked. And a woman. And gender swapped. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> Why? Nice. All right. Um, so yeah, that leads us to episode three, uh, where more confusing plot stuff happens. Do you know, do you remember what happens in this? <laughs> well, okay, I got, what have I got here? I've got, Bertrand goes back to the capital, but she's, uh, turned away at the door because they're like, who are you? You're, you're some chick, uh, you're, and she's like, I'm Bertrand, and they're like, nope, and then Bertrand's a guy, and so she's like, all right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I have his sword. No, it doesn't no, matter. <laughs> you're not him. Uh, we're also introduced uh, to, like, the Emperor's, like, secret elite, like, weapon warrior things. So there's mm. this, like, lowly chick named Atar who can, like, destroy a mountain. Um, and it's just, like, kind of eliminating those CGI beasts everywhere. Mm -hmm. And then it's, like, tasked to go to the village and, and do something there. But it's like, okay, so this Emperor makes people die and has these lowly weapons so very yep. strange very strange okay and in this episode like they start to really build on the uh the, the how to gain more followers aspect i guess of things um and so they're trying you know yukito is trying to think to back to the real world uh and what kind of tactics he might use to um help mitama gain some more followers um I guess like it's kind of like a a, a decent uh, pivot because they then like kind of like doll up Mitama as like a mascot character because he sees that these people aren't really buying her as this like divine goddess because she doesn't have enough power to do anything, uh, and so they he kind of enlists like Bertrand to like do like feats of strength and stuff and go oh it's well it's because the goddess compelled her to do so, and that kind of stuff they kind of go with with that kind of in that kind of direction and make mitama kind of this like mascot and uh uh kind of like just this i don't know it kind of works uh, I, i'll also add bit. that he's like kind of like gamifying like religion mm. and getting followers and yeah like you said he's using like his world knowledge but he's also using like just basic stuff and like passing it on as the knowledge of the gods where it's just like here's how you refrigerate and store like fruits and meats to to last longer and they're like oh my god oh, these pots right. that can store stuff they they keep the food longer and it's like this is mm -hmm. the gods oh my god so there's all that i'm really glad that yukito uh had roy making all of those because that's what he deserves yeah no <laughs> <laughs> he was 
to to toil away in a dungeon alone and uh, make all of these zir pots or whatever they're uh, called. I did not know um, what pots they were, but I know he was making pots. <laughs> zir pots. Zir yeah. pots. All right. Yes. Look it up, guys. Learn something. Yeah. <laughs> There's like some fan service between Yukito and Bertrand, obviously there, uh, but it was all in the service of seeing if Bert, like what what Bertrand's like skills were, I think, and they like kind of said how magic the sword is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they kind of played it up for for etchy kind of like you know yucks or whatever. So there was that. You're also missing the whole the two sisters, Al and Syl, uh, forcing Bertrand into various costumes that get skimpier and skimpier throughout the episode. You know, um, looking looking <laughs> back on that, how do you? I was kind of like, all right, like maybe it's kind of funny because like the last one that she ends oh. up in is like this, like, uh, like uh, uh, she looked like a peacock, like, as a, like a peacock, and she looked like she's participating in like carnival or something. You know, like it was very skimpy with lots of feathers and stuff. Yeah, it it does get um, ridiculous. I'm like, but where are they getting these outfits? <laughs> like, true. Yeah, that, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Sill and Al, like uh, secret oh. seamstresses or something. Like, yeah, how are they pulling this off? I don't know. I like that there was a meeting between Yukito, Sil, and Klen as the smart ones in the village. Um, I like that they made that distinction, like we're the only ones with brains in this place. Yep. Because everyone else is just drunk and stupid. And then Sil uh, ends the meeting by getting drunk. It's just like, yeah. oh, damn. All right. We had faith <laughs> in you. Um, but they did discuss like how to tackle the Imperial city that's possibly going to destroy them and mm -hmm. they can't rely on mitama um and their their discussion was like can we relocate the village somewhere and they're like nah that's pretty much impossible uh but they also like drop in that there are also other like isolation camps like all around the city and so obviously my prediction because it didn't happen in this episode they're probably going to go to all the camps and liberate them and make their own fucking religious cult army Mm -hmm. but that that didn't happen in this episode but that's yeah. what seems to be maybe happening right yeah um and that's that is kind of where it ends off um i don't think like oh boy there if i'm trying to think about this like objectively if like i was like kind of a fan of isekai's uh to begin with and and like would would this first three episodes be enough for me to keep going oh I don't know. Like well, if they, if okay, like if they, like I mean, I, I'm not gonna. I don't think I'm gonna keep watching this show. <laughs> I have way too many more important, much better shows to watch. But like, if they keep Roy in the basement for the rest of the series, great, awesome, <laughs> so that he can s stop hitting on poor Mitama, like that automatically improves it, like a millionfold. Yes. Um. Well. Uh, so are you like concluding that the episode's finished because you've missed a major, massive, very important part? Did I? Yeah. <laughs> my, the whole... my note, my final note is uh, okay. Uh, everyone crashes the pub and gets crunk. Um, <laughs> crunk. So uh, my note's not good no. enough. No. <laughs> well, you mentioned this right at the beginning of of this whole this whole part of the episode. The the fucking mm. meme that you mentioned is right at the end of this this episode where was it yeah yukito was like 
had he was like in a down moment he's like i i there's no fucking way we're gonna do this he has a flashback of his dad saying gain followers he's like don't overthink it uh and he makes a statement that he's like i'm gonna take this village 500 years into the future and then it goes one month later and we see windmills we see um hoses <sighs> hosing down the the farms and fucking right. tractors bright red oh, tractors and that's how the episode ends. You just see all this future shit, and it's like that took him a how, month. How did he make to do. these? Is, is it Mitana huh? that's like got enough followers now that she has the power to manifest them? Like maybe? Like I don't want to uh... know because I'm not going to continue with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, right at the very end there. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's. So so does that then make it worth investing further no. in? No, I mean no, it doesn't. No, it's, no. the show is no good. <laughs> it does not. It's no good. It does not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's gone. It's horrible. Ah. Uh, um like it had it had good ideas, mm -hmm. but it was just interrupted by so much like smut and dumb shit yep. that I'm like, "Oh, and the CGI stuff was just ruins it really entirely." Bad. Really bad. But they had good ideas like yeah the whole like the the first episode where it's like what do you do how do you bury something in a godless world mm -hmm. it's like oh wow that's something i never thought mm -hmm. of and then it's just like hey bondage and boobies and mm -hmm. and i'm a woman now and i don't know <laughs> i want to fuck lollies yeah like, no <laughs> oh yeah yeah um uh, and like it it doesn't like look great for the most part like it's pretty the bland uh the the character designs are like okay i guess and the thing is like again it's like very gray and again com compared to the manga i think even like the characters in a manga like look pretty decent and uh and then they just kind of get like like blahified in in this unfortunately um so like i i i, I it's it's funny because like, again like the source material doesn't look terrible and i'm just wondering like, is this all like a big joke because like we didn't even get to like the meme thing that happens i think in the next episode with like the ride on tractor thing that looks terrible i did like, see that at the end of episode three here like there's a dude riding a tractor but i didn't see if it goes on any further which it probably will right? like i mean like so. is it is it all like a big like joke like and they're just like everyone's <laughs> just having like a, like a good time like just being stupid with this like I could it's just because it seems so discombobulated and 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 weird and well uh, yeah, I yeah. will tell you that uh, Kamikatsu currently is standing at four point five stars out of five on Crunchyroll with ten uh, k votes to it. Oh, wow! <laughs> so apparently people are big fans. It's great. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> wow! Wow! That's. You know, I wonder if they all just came for for the memes and they're just they're lapping it up. You know, so it's, just, it's just troll votes then. <laughs> troll votes. Oh my god, this is sending all the wrong messages to the anime industry at large that you can be a terrible production and really really awful and uh and it'll work somehow. No. That and really very no. rarely happens. Yeah, <laughs> no. And 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 this yeah, it's it's just uh it's not Bad. nice. It's not nice. It's not nice. nice. <laughs> no, I don't like. <laughs> no, very much no. <laughs> oh boy. Well, we we sure did watch uh, three shows. Um, uh, uh, one, my home hero, legit Yo. good. 
which no, is good. I am so excited to watch more of that. The other ones, uh, yeah. nah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm not going to make the grade, I don't think. But, uh, no. but no, My Home Hero was a lot of fun. I'm glad that you picked that one out and that we could chat about it. Yeah. The the description of it, I'm like, ooh, this might be too dark for, like, I don't know, just podcast discussion. But no, mm -hmm. it, it was good. It was good. <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah, for sure. Um cool well uh thanks sam for hanging out with me yeah uh, i'm glad that you were able to join me for this yeah no problem i um, will join in uh another time when yeah there's uh, absolutely. new anime I'll, out <laughs> yeah well maybe next season hits we'll uh, we'll pick another couple of shows to 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 watch sounds good sounds good right on okay i'll talk to you later all right see ya so that's gonna do it for this week's episode of the first three Shout out to my sister again for hanging out and chatting with me about some shows. That was great. And uh, for next week's episode, because it is Pride Month right now, we're going to look at some LGBTQ plus anime and we'll talk about what representation in Japan looks like. So thanks again for tuning in and uh, hey, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash the first three if you're interested in supporting this podcast and uh, Hopefully others like it eventually down the road. That's all for now. See you next week.